The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with host Kristen Harper. She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper. Hi, listeners. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. I hope all of you are doing well. Today's episode is about soda politics with Dr. Marianne Nessel. I'm really excited to have her on uh, because she actually is listed, and I went to a website and found her and her work and her books, but she is listed as the 100 most influential people in health and fitness. And she's listed there with other influential people at greatest.com. So I'm really excited to have her. She's, do, she's done some just great work. So we will be talking about the detrimental influence of the soda industry on public health and her book, Soda Politics, Taking on Big Soda and Winning. And what is great about her book is it provides readers with tools to keep up pressure on Big Soda in order to build healthier and more sustainable food systems. And if you would like to be a sponsor of my show, please reach out to me at Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. It will definitely benefit you, your business, as well as my show, so I can continue to get this information out to the world that's truly needed when it comes to health and wellness. I've also been approached by another uh, radio network, and I'm in negotiation with them right now in the Phoenix area. So my show in the future might be on two networks, so I'm pretty excited about that. Also, if you'd like to support my show, you can go to butcherbox.com forward slash Kristen Harper Speaks, K-R-I-S-T-E-N Harper Speaks. You can go there to purchase healthy meats, and that will continue to help my show, and I would truly appreciate it. If you'd like to learn more about me, you can check out my two websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. You can check out my hair analysis and coaching packages at the Perfect Health website, Also, at my speaking website, I'm a health and wellness speaker. You can go to KristenHarperSpeaks.com, which is the K-R-I-S-T-E-N, HarperSpeaks.com. And I just wanted to mention as well, I gave an update last time, but I was invited to speak at a conference in Vancouver, February 17th, uh, 2018. So before I bring in my special guest today, I just wanted to give you some Really, value, really good information. I'm going back to college for my third degree right now, and in my organic chemistry class, there were a couple of uh, 
there was some information that I thought was very valuable. So the first is saccharin, also known as sweet and low, is an artificial sweetener which has been banned in Canada because studies have shown that it may cause bladder tumors, but sweet and low is still approved by the FDA for use in the United States. I also wanted to mention the relative sweetness of sugars and artificial sweeteners. Sucrose, which is table sugar, has a sweetness relative to a relative sweetness of 100. Okay, but then there's fructose, which is in soda, and we're we're going to be talking about soda today. And it's also in fruit juices and other foods and beverages, which is very sweet. It's almost twice as sweet as sucrose. And the relative sweetness for fructose is 175. And it's pretty shocking. And then artificial sweeteners. This will really shock you. Aspartame, which is marketed as... NutraSweet or Equal, it's in many sugar-free products, is at 18,000 is a relative sweetness. Can you imagine? That's just just shocking. Saccharin, 45,000. Most And the most popular brand is Sweet and Low, 45,000. And then there's Sucralose, also known as Splenda, and it's at 60,000. Just shocking. So let me go ahead and give you Marian, Dr. Marian Nessel's bio here. Dr. Marian Nessel is Paulette Goddard Professor of Nutrition, Food Studies, and Public Health at New York University, which she chaired from 19. 19- 88 to 2003, and from which she retired in September of 2017. She is also visiting professor of nutritional sciences at Cornell. She holds honorary degrees from Transylvania University in Kentucky 2012 and from the City University of New York's Maculate Honors College 2016. She earned a PhD in molecular biology and an MPH in Public Health Nutrition from the University of California, Berkeley. She is the author of six prize-winning books. The first is Food Politics, How the Food Industry Influences Nutrition and Health, editions in 2002, 2007, and 2013, Safe Food, the Politics of Food Safety, Editions in 2003 and 2010, What to Eat, 2006, Why Calories Count, From Science to Politics, co-authored with Dr. Maiden Nesham, 2012, Eat, Drink, Vote, An Illustrated Guide to Food Politics, 2013, and Soda Politics, Taking on Big Soda and Winning, 2015, And this last book, Soda Politics, is what we will be discussing today. 
So I'd like to bring in my guest, Dr. Marian Nessel. Welcome to my show. I'm glad to be here. Good. And how are you doing? Just fine. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm just so glad you're here. I'm just really impressed with all the work you've done and continue to do. And I uh, recently was uh, listening to an interview. Uh, You were on Dr. McCullough's show, and I was just really impressed. So if you could uh, just maybe talk more about yourself and then uh, let my listeners know what really made you want to write this book, Soda Politics. Well, I've had a a nearly 30-year teaching career at New York University, and during that time, I've written several books, starting with Food Politics, How the Food Industry Influences Nutrition and Health in 2002, and several since then. Um, And my um, editor suggested that uh, I write a book on sodas because there was so much interest in them and the tax initiatives were coming around. Um, and it seemed like a really good idea to me uh, because I, th- I thought it was time to do a book on soda politics, particularly because sales of sodas were down so far that it was clear that health advocacy was having an effect. The soda industry thinks that the decline in soda consumption is due to health advocacy, and I'm certainly not going to argue with them. So I thought it was time to do a book, and I teach classes in food politics, policy, and advocacy, and I was interested in writing a book about how to advocate for public health, and it seemed to me that using advocacy for sodas would be a really good way to do that. So that's why I wrote the book. Okay, and if my listeners would like to pick up your book, where, where can they purchase it at besides Amazon? Um, well, I think it's probably easier to get it in some online source than it is to get it in a bookstore. Right, and um, I actually saw it at Amazon. So, listeners, uh, you can go to Amazon.com and pick it up there. Okay, so yeah, I know lots. Of, there are lots of used copies that don't cost very much. Oh, right, right. Yes. Okay, so uh, Pepsi and Coca-Cola, which is a multi-billion-dollar industry with uh, global recognition, distribution, and political power. Um, so I, I just want to, if you could let my listeners know, why are sodas so harmful to health? Well, they're harmful to health because they're consumed in very large quantities. Uh, they contain sugars and water and nothing else of any nutritional value. Um, they're considered to be empty calories because there are no nutrients along with it. And small amounts aren't harmful. Nobody is concerned about an occasional 8-ounce soda. It's drinking them by the liter that really causes problems. The body really doesn't handle very large amounts of sugar at one time in that way. Especially, Even sugar in the form of candy uh, is handled better than sugar in the form of liquid. It's just a lot for the body to handle it doesn't work very well. And there's a lot of evidence, it was a lot of it guilt by association, that people who drink a lot of sugary beverages have worse diets, are heavier, um, and have more type 2 diabetes and heart disease and other kinds of problems than people who don't drink them. So in some ways, they're a marker for unhealthy diets. Right, and it- 
so not only does I mean, soda is problematic for health, but also I wanted you to talk about other consequences as well besides affecting health in a negative way. For example, health care costs and other consequences. Well, we know that if people have chronic disease, those diseases are going to have to be treated for life. Type 2 diabetes is especially a problem because it causes blindness and sores on the legs that sometimes require foot amputations. These are very, very serious diseases that reduce the quality of life enormously and are expensive not only for the individuals who have them, but also for society. So it really... Would be terrific if you could prevent them and there is a fair amount of evidence by now that people who drink a lot of sugary beverages have a higher risk for getting type 2 diabetes heart disease and so forth yes absolutely and so I know of course we you just mentioned that but soda which contains inexpensive ingredients has uh, become a multi-billion dollar industry and there's international brand icons, uh, you know, Pepsi and Coca-Cola. But while also having a devastating impact on public health, so how did this all, um, how did soda, you know, become such a devastating impact on public health. And I know you talk more about this in your uh, soda politics book, but how did this all take place? From well, it's just what, a question of it's a question of quantity. Uh, the soda industry puts an enormous effort into marketing its products. Coca-Cola is a United States icon. Everybody thinks it's normal to drink sugary beverages, and when people consumed them in small amounts, they really weren't the problem. It's only because of the supersizing of the portion that they've become really a problem. As people are drinking large, you know, if I had one thing I could teach the American public, it would be that larger portions have more calories. Yes, absolutely. Um, so Coca-Cola and Pepsi, which spends billions of dollars each year on advertising, are also very involved with lobbying. You know, as far as uh, politics go, uh, to prevent any measures that would discourage soda sales. Um, so, I, so we talked about the problems with soda when it comes to health, and also um, the increasing healthcare costs and other consequences. But I also wanted to talk about um, lobbying as well. Well, Coca-Cola and Pepsi and other companies that manufacture these uh, drinks lobby the way practically every large corporation lobbies, and they're lobbying for um, the usual self-serving reasons. They don't want Congress to regulate sodas. They don't want Congress to tax sodas. They don't want any kind of regulations that will increase the price of soda or decrease its purchases. Um, so they hire, I think I counted up at the time that I wrote the book, I think I counted up 97 um, lobbyists 
in that Coca-Cola alone had 97 lobbyists registered in Washington to work on those issues, and that doesn't count the ones that are working at the state level. Um, soda taxes have been a particularly big problem, and a lot of the lobbying has focused on soda taxes. Wow. Uh, that is uh, definitely a lot. So what I'd like to do right now, because I have um, more questions to ask you, is we need to go to a short break. And this is Kristen Harper. And my show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. And my special guest today is Dr. Marion Nessel. We've been talking about the uh, soda industry. She has a wonderful book that you can definitely pick up. And it is available at Amazon.com. So you definitely need to pick up that book. It's really great. And if you could please stay tuned, and we'll be right back. making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness expert, founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services, and speaker. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. Hi, Listeners, this is Kristen Harper, radio show host for Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. 
Today's episode is about soda politics with my special guest, Dr. Marianne Nessel. We've been talking about the detrimental influence of the soda industry on public health and her book, Soda Politics. And before the break, we were talking about lobbying and how Coca-Cola and Pepsi spend billions of dollars each year in advertising and also are involved in lobbying to prevent any measures that would discourage soda sales. So in Soda Politics, in your book, you talk about the problems of the soda industry, but it also talks about encouraging readers to help find solutions. And can you talk more about this? Well, the soda industry believes that the reason that soda sales are down so much, and they're down by about 25 or 30% from what they were at their peak year, which was about 2000. They've been going down steadily ever since. And they believe that that's due to health advocacy. And health advocacy has been extraordinarily successful in explaining to people that large amounts of sugar are not good for you, sugar in liquid form is not good for you, sugary drinks are no substitute for water, Uh, people would be healthier drinking less of them. That message is absolutely out. And it's been reinforced by soda taxes in some areas by an enormous effort to get sugary drinks out of hospitals, workplaces, schools, um, and institutions where lots of people gather to make sodas a, a socially unacceptable drink to have at meetings. Those kinds of things, similar to the way that health advocates encourage the public not to smoke cigarettes. Um, and there are a lot of parallels both in the marketing of cigarettes and sodas and in the ways uh, to, to fight them. It's difficult to get the government on board to pass regulations, but there's been an enormous amount of grassroots effort to try to explain to people that they would be healthier drinking less sugar. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I'm so glad that we're making an effort and there's been a decline in soda consumption. I'm just really excited about the advocacy that's been taking place. And so... It's, uh, we're making great progress, and so I guess my question to you would be, my listeners, if they want to get involved as far as being an advocate, how can they get involved? Well, for sodas in particular, there are a number of advocacy groups that have done terrific work on helping people reduce sodas, on finding ways to do that, on a Um, and on doing some of the things that I write about in my book about how you go advocating for... to get sodas out of schools, workplaces, hospitals, and so forth. Uh, the main organizations are Center for Science and the Public Interest in Washington, D.C., which published a report in the late 1990s called Liquid Candy um, and kind of reframed the way that people think about sugary beverages. Liquid candy, that's what they are. Uh, there's a group in Seattle called Healthy Food America that's doing a terrific job of developing resources for how you go about uh, fighting sodas in your community. There are toolkits 
uh, that are online, that are available to everybody to use. And I think that people should just go into the places where they work and spend a lot of time and look to see whether how sodas are used, whether they're widely available, and whether there's anything that can be done to reduce the amount of them. If you don't want your kids drinking sodas, the best way to do that is not to have them in the house. So there are things that people can do personally. There are things that people can do politically. Right. And I think it's important for parents, especially to educate their children on, you know, avoiding sodas and and eating a healthy diet. I think that's really important. But also it's important to get involved um, politically. And I think the first step would be to um, pick up your book, read it, and then from there you can get involved if you're interested. I, I wanted to find out also if, do you talk about any of the problems with diet soda at all as far as ingredients and all that in your book? Yeah, not so much um, because there's um, diet sodas have no calories. Um, I do review very quickly the literature on why diet sodas uh, have not been shown to help people lose weight on average. Um, And I don't get into the business about the effects of the chemicals because I think that research is not settled yet. Uh, But the one thing that is absolutely clear about diet sodas is that they don't help people lose weight. The reasons why they don't help people lose weight are still being debated. There's some preliminary evidence that they fool the body into thinking that there's sugar until they mess up metabolism. I don't know whether that's right or not. I'm not convinced yet. Um, But what is clear is that people who consume diet sodas tend to be heavier than people who don't. Uh, The cause and effect in that is a little bit confusing also. Uh, But I don't recommend diet sodas. But the book is mostly about sugar-containing sodas. And I wanted to say that there's a chapter in it on how to teach your kids to become anti-soda advocates. Um, And there's sort of a step-by-step way of you take them to supermarket and show them how to read labels and do all kinds of useful things like that. Right. I think that's really good is to get them involved. I think that's really important. Okay, so, and I know that you'll be on my show just for the first part of this hour, and then the last part of this hour, I will be giving some health and wellness tips to my listeners, but um, if there's any other comments that you would like to let my listeners know about your work and your Soda Politics book, and then also if they would like to reach you or check out your website, if you could provide your contact information, would be great. Oh, I'd be happy to do that. I write an almost daily blog at foodpolitics.com. Um, and on it, I, I post in addition to posting whatever it is that interests me um, pretty much every day, Monday through Friday. I also post my publications. I post uh, the places where I'm going to be giving lectures um, and have a lot of information about my work on there. Um, and you can subscribe to it. It'll come in in your in your Twitter feed or your email any way you want to do that. So I've been doing the blog since 2007. Wow, that's a long time. That's wonderful. So I bet you have just so much uh, wonderful information there. Well, I hope that it uh, it will be useful for students because what I try to do on the blog is to link to the original documents 
and the original sources and students who are writing papers about various topics having to do with food, food systems, or nutrition and health ought to be able to pick up a lot of information that way without doing much work. Right, right. Uh, so is, um, is there anything else that you would like to discuss in your book? Well, I'm, I have other books as well. I have a book called What to Eat that is really a guide about how to make food choices in supermarkets. I use supermarkets as an organizing device and talked about the kinds of issues that come up in various places in the supermarket. I've got a book about calories called Why Calories Count. Um, I've got a wonderful cartoon book, I think it's wonderful, called Eat, Drink, Vote, uh, an illustrated guide to food politics, which is kind of food politics light, and it has several hundred cartoons. It was I did it in collaboration with a food bank. Uh, they supplied the cartoons, and then I wrote the text around the cartoons. They're all about food and food politics. I think they're really funny. And, it, uh, and the publisher it was Rodale Press. They did a gorgeous job of producing it. Um, it's my sentimental favorite. I really love that book. Um, so information about the books is on my website at foodpolitics.com. If anybody's interested, you can find out information about the books, what other people have said about them, um, the kinds of, um, I have a list of all the places where I'm interviewed. If people send me links, I'll put a link to this one up there too. And that's under media. Um, and that has lectures that I've given and video things that I've done in radio interviews and so forth. And I'm really happy to be able to add this one. Oh, yes. And did you realize that you're listed as the 100, uh, within the 100 most influential people in health and fitness? Um, I don't know what that means okay. exactly, yeah. um, but that was really nice, and I think somebody said that. That was really nice. Yeah, you've just done some wonderful work, and I really appreciate what you're doing. And um, presently, are you pretty involved even today? Just It sounds like it. You're still blogging and doing a lot of work, but are you pretty busy? Overall? Yeah, I mean, I retired. I retired from NYU officially at the beginning of September, but I'm keeping my office, and I don't think much is going to change, except they're not paying me anymore. Yeah. So, um, I just want to thank you for everything that you've done, and well, I this, thank you. Yes, this um, in this book, and I encourage all my listeners to pick up Dr. Marion Nessel's book. And is there anything else you'd like to mention before? I have you go. No, just it's Halloween. It's kind of a difficult time to encourage people to eat healthfully, but eat healthfully. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes, definitely. That's what I, that's what I actually told. Um, uh, there's A-Rod. He's on the tech team here at the network. And before the show, he was telling me that he was eating chocolate. I'm like, oh, no. You well, it's be Halloween. Doing... <laughs> a little chocolate on Halloween seems quite appropriate. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, and I wish you my best. Ah, my pleasure. Take care. Okay, so um, listeners, that was Dr. Marian Nessel, and I wanted to have her on because she's just done a lot of great work. And what my plan is with this show is to do 
a variety of health and wellness topics each week. It's always going to be health and wellness. It's the opposite of mainstream. You're going to hear topics that you normally don't hear with mainstream health and wellness uh, programs. So we'll be doing a variety of health and wellness topics, but I also want to, uh, at least once a month or maybe once every six weeks, I want to talk about hair analysis because that's my background and I'm an expert in hair mineral analysis. So we'll be talking about hair analysis as well. I also want to get health and wellness experts on my show that are just making a big impact on this world, including Dr. Nessel. And she's listed as an influential person in health and and fitness. So I think that's important. I also want to get celebrities on my show that are just really passionate about health and wellness. And from my stance when I'm working with my clients is I don't believe anyone should be drinking soda at all, period. Um, And should be staying away from sugar and I'm not a fan of fruit as well. I make sure that my clients are eating a lot of cooked vegetables, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. A fruit does contain fructose and fructose is one of the worst sugars. And that's what I was talking about earlier is that fructose is almost twice as sweet as table sugar. So we should be avoiding the sugars and focusing on our cooked vegetables, our organic vegetables at every single meal so we can get our minerals. And, of course, there's other healthy foods that we should be eating. But I would say, even as, let's say that you're a parent, I would not have my child whatsoever drinking soda. I From the beginning, children need to be educated on eating healthy 100% because that prevents illness and health is so important. We, we should all be eating healthy. And I don't believe in uh, moderation with things where people will say, well, every now and then I should be able to drink a little bit of soda or every now and then I can have a cupcake or pizza. I don't believe in that. I believe you completely avoid all that is harmful to the body. So any foods that are harmful, they should be avoided completely. So what I'd like to do now before we actually get to another break is uh, Dr. Marianne Nessel. She actually had to leave um, early here. So I would like to, this last part of the hour is I would like to talk about some health and wellness tips. And I believe on a previous episode, I did talk about the importance of cooked vegetables, and we should be doing a variety. You shouldn't eat the same vegetables every day, but you should definitely have a variety of uh, cooked vegetables. And animal protein is important as well. There's nutrients in animal protein. For example, you could have you know, organic chicken or um, organic turkey, uh, grass-fed beef or lamb, and, and there's others as well. I just wanted to mention two sardines. I like sardines because they have the omega-3 fatty acids that we need and also uh, vitamin D 
and I had on a, a previous episode, I interviewed a guest who's the founder of Organic Pastures, and raw dairy is healthy, so we should be eating, you know, consuming raw dairy, but not pasteurized, and based on hair analysis, there's two types of uh, metabolism, there's fast and slow oxidizers. Slow, slow oxidizers have a slow metabolism. Fast oxidizers have a fast metabolism. And so fast oxidizers can have more fat because that will slow down their oxidation rate. And they also, in the raw dairy has fat, but it also has calcium. And fast oxidizers do need their calcium. So raw dairy is actually better for fast oxidizers rather than slow. And like I said, I'm not a fan of the fruit at all because of the fructose. It's it's important that we're consuming the cooked vegetables. Uh, We should be avoiding flour and junk food, fast food, and we should be eating organically grown as much as possible. I do like spring water. I think that's definitely the best. I'm going to, I'm planning to interview a guest in the future about the importance of spring water. I think spring water by far is the best compared to these other types of uh, water. And so I, I am not a fan of soy. I, that, I believe that needs, we shouldn't be eating um, soy, wheat, we should be avoiding. And there's other dietary uh, recommendations that I have. And if you go to my website, uh, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com, you can subscribe to my email list. And I do have an ebook, and it's called Get Healthy. And and this is through hair analysis and the Increase Your Vitality program. And it talks about my recommendations for diet, for healthy lifestyle, detoxification, meditation. This is all based off hair mineral analysis. So we're going to go to a short break right now. And when we come back, I want to talk about a healthy lifestyle because there's pillars that we must follow in order to have perfect health. We must eat healthy. We must take nutritional supplements. And the reason for that is because food alone is not enough. We still need to take our nutritional supplements because stress can deplete minerals, exercise, vigorous exercise can deplete magnesium, drinking alcohol can deplete minerals, our foods are depleted of minerals, our soils are depleted of minerals, so we still need to take our nutritional supplements, but there's pillars that we must follow. So after the break, one of the pillars I want to talk about is a healthy lifestyle, and I'll give you some recommendations of what I I feel that people should be doing on a regular basis. I mean, we should be living a healthy lifestyle. So I'll give you my tips, my healthy lifestyle tips after this break. So this is Kristen Harper, radio show host for tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated. Please stay tuned and we'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Kristen Harper is a health and wellness expert, founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services, and speaker. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at kristenharperspeaks.com. That's K R I S T E N at kristenharperspeaks.com. Now, back to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated. Good afternoon. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host for Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. Today's episode was about soda politics, the detrimental influence of the soda industry on public health, and we also discussed Dr. Marion Nessel's Soda Politics book, Taking on Big Soda and Winning, and I'm so happy that Health advocates are just so successful. I mean, the soda consumption is declining, which is just wonderful news. People are doing great work out there. So I'm very happy about that. And what I'd like to do, because Dr. Nessel wasn't able to stay for the entire show, so I just want to give some more health and wellness tips. I did talk about a healthy diet as one of the pillars And I am, like, to the extreme when it comes to health and wellness. I don't believe in moderation. Like, every now and then you should eat a harmful food that's not healthy. I don't believe in that. I believe you have to be extreme, eat healthy at 100%, no exceptions, and live a very healthy lifestyle to prevent illness, but also for people that are not healthy and they want to get healthy. We have to take our health seriously. So now what I'd like to do is give some healthy lifestyle tips. And the first is we need to reduce stress as much as possible. This is really important. So because stress can actually uh, deplete minerals from the body. And so 
there are ways that you can reduce stress. And one, one of my favorites uh, when it comes to reducing stress is meditation. I believe everyone should be doing meditation on a daily basis because there's many benefits. It will improve health. It will um, boost your immune system, will reduce stress. You can overcome addictions like food cravings and eating disorders and you can find your life's purpose, and you can connect with your soul and receive answers from your soul. It will relax the nervous system, will improve, you know, enhance digestion, and, and even uh, enhance uh, elimination of toxins and, and so much more. And so that is one excellent way to reduce stress. You can also do deep breathing on a daily basis. Also, you can do uh, foot reflexology, and I actually do this, where you can rub uh, both your feet each day. That will reduce stress. That will balance acupuncture meridians in the body. And also, if you uh, sign up for my email list and you actually get my get healthy ebook within there within that book I actually recommend a foot roller too that you can get that I think is one of the best because I've tried a lot out there and I think that this is one of the best that you can actually get on Amazon uh, you can do that you know and use the foot roller when you do your foot reflexology sessions, but that will reduce stress and even going out into nature I think it's we need to be getting outside more it's Everyone is, especially children today, everyone's indoors and on their computers and their iPads and, and video games. And we need to be going outside more and go out into nature. There's many benefits. And, and so that will reduce stress as well as just getting outside or getting some sunshine. It's so relaxing. And we need to be getting more rest. Okay, so... It's important that you're sleeping at least eight to nine hours every night, at least, minimum, getting plenty of sleep. And I do advise that people go to bed early, like try to get to bed, I'd say even like around nine o'clock or even earlier, get plenty of sleep. And let's say during the day, if you get tired, if you need to take a nap, do that as well. Now, also... And I know that there are some people that haven't heard of this, but it's so important. And I'm hoping in the future I can uh, get a guest on and we can talk about why vigorous exercise is not ideal. And I'm working on trying to find a guest right, right now that's an expert in this because vigorous exercise is not ideal. It will deplete minerals from the body, uh, especially um, magnesium, it will stress out the adrenal and thyroid glands. It overuses our sympathetic nervous system branch. We have two branches of the nervous system, the sympathetic and the uh, parasympathetic. So we should be avoiding vigorous exercise, such as like intense aerobic exercise or even running, for example. And we should only be doing gentle exercise. And one of the best gentle exercises is just going for a walk 
and that's what I like to do. I, I, I walk on a regular basis. It's a gentle exercise. It's uh, good for health. And there's other benefits that will actually improve your vision because we, we're meant to be, you know, our eyes are meant to look out. At, it's, our, our eyes are meant to look out into a distance most of the time instead of doing too much close-up work. So it benefits our eyes, benefits our health. It reduces stress. And it also, doing, going for a walk will help to overcome addiction, especially food cravings and eating disorders. And I know this because I had an eating disorder years ago for nine years, and I, meditation helped me to overcome my eating disorder. And I did meditation every day, and there were different meditations I did. And one of the meditations I did was a meditation walk where you go outside and, and you go for a walk and you walk really slow and you focus on each step. And that actually helped me to overcome my eating disorder. And next week, I will have a guest and we will be talking about the lymphatic system. And I think that's really important because I had a previous guest on who is an expert with thermography, which is a radiation-free screening procedure. And she was discussing how many people, just based on what they observe, is that the lymphatic system is just, many people have a lymphatic system that's like clogged up. It's, and it's, it's, it's not moving um, like it should. And it's because people are sedentary. They're not doing enough exercise. They're not going for walks. So I do believe that we should go out in nature, be outside more, and do only gentle exercise. I did talk about deep breathing. That's really good for reducing stress. Also, I talked about sunshine. This is really good for health, for vitamin D, and just for relaxing and I would say that sunshine is good for health, but I just would not overdo it. You don't want to spend like hours and hours in the sun. But if you go out in the sun, even if you're, even if you're just doing like 20 minutes or, or so or 30 minutes or so, but, you know, that's really good. And you want to make sure that you're not using any toxic sunscreens because there are sunscreens that can be toxic and that, that's a problem because whatever you put on your skin, you can absorb. So you, you need to make sure with any body care products that you use, they should be non-toxic. Whether it's lotions or, you know, even women like cosmetics and shampoos. Um, you know, I'm talking personal care. I'm talking cosmetics, soaps, I mean, all of that. It should be, we should be using natural products and staying away from products that are toxic. And many people are toxic today. And I know this for a fact because with hair analysis, I see it often that people are toxic because there's toxins in food, water, the air, personal care products, cosmetics, and so much more. People are just toxic. So we need to reduce our toxic exposure 
but we also need to detox those toxins out of our our body. And um, other healthy lifestyle tips that I have would be to reduce your electromagnetic radiation. I had a previous guest on talking about that, but I I think that's important. Um, You know, sitting as far away as possible from your computer and also your um, television. And you also need to be aware of the smart meters, which are a big problem today. Make sure you don't have a smart meter on your home or your place of business Um, because that's definitely an issue. So we need to reduce our electromagnetic pollution and also, you know, uh, the uh, silver dental amalgam fillings. Uh, I I will say me personally, I had mine actually uh, removed years ago um, because they can be toxic and they can have uh, mercury as well. So these are just some of my health and wellness tips that I have. And I, I just believe that there's many pillars that we must follow and we really have to take our health seriously and we have to do this at 100%. We have to. We can't just every now and then eat unhealthy foods. We have to do this at 100%. And I, and I, I do this at 100%. Healthy diet, healthy lifestyle, 100%. I do this every single day because I want to stay healthy the rest of my life. And for those that are not there yet, and it, it's hard for you to make changes. It's okay if you're doing baby steps, but you still want to move forward and move in the right direction and make those changes. And people that don't have the discipline yet to get to 100%, I recommend doing your meditation because meditation in time, you might not have the results overnight, but if you continue to do it every single day, you're going to get to a point where you'll want to eat healthy every single day at 100%. You, you, you will want to live a healthy lifestyle 100%. So that's all I have today, and we talked um, health and wellness tips and also about soda politics with Dr. Marion Nessel, and please tune in to my show next week on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. I will have a special guest talking about the lymphatic system, and this will be really, really beneficial to listen to, and if you have any questions for me, comments, suggestions about future health and wellness topics that we can discuss on my show, please reach out to me at Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. And thank you so much for tuning in today. Have a wonderful week and many blessings. for being a part of the show this week. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. 
can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week.